Chapter 26, Joining Heaven and Earth. Joining heaven and earth is a connection that is applied to the journey as a whole. And no matter where we go, heaven is hidden within our state of mind, while earth is the physical manifestation of our soul. We are called to join the heart and the head, to be absorbed in the moment just as it is, slowing down to arrive right here. And this essence is the pure perfection of how we are called to live. Be one with the universe, united with the source alive behind the eyes, as this way is the life force that flows through the fabric of existence long after every bodily form dies. Exhale and the emptiness dissipates. Breathe in and watch our life force expand and grow. Through this dynamic polarity of emptiness and fullness, we are reborn into every moment ignited by Shakti's continuous flow," said Aphrodite. She sat down beside the tree and crossed her legs in a meditative posture where I copied her as she gazed into my eyes. Her palms were open upward with her hands resting on top of her thighs. Let's start with meditation, as we learn to be present within the living body, not rushing ahead into the future and not getting attached to the past history of who we used to embody. Meditation is a sitting practice to keep the body still while we observe the mind. Here we have a constant posture of uprightness so that the head and heart remain in line. This is the practice of noticing awareness. And in our seat, we may feel like an enlightened king or queen sitting upon our throne. But the main point of this practice is to learn to be a proper human being, which is the path along the grapevine from which all spiritual flowers are grown, said Aphrodite. A vine of ivy reached down from the tree, and then the cosmic breath pushed the vine a little closer. Now many vines descended over us to create a shield before we were enclosed in this moment together, consumed in the pureness of the present. There was nowhere to go ahead or behind. Every new breath felt like a fresh birth as Aphrodite guided my head and heart to fall in line. Often we get trapped in the confused world, which I call the world of the setting sun. This is the mind space where we are clouded by doubt, ignorance, fear, and worry, as it leads us to believe that we are separate beings disconnected from everyone. This setting sun world is ruled by the ego, and this is based upon doom and gloom. We are trapped in this dark space when we try to control our reality, rather than staying open to this moment that's trying to help us bloom. And so we must cut the ego's grasping away. And that is why you carry the sword. This weapon is your ally, and the setting sun world will try to pull you into despair, but you must slash attachment's cord. Always bring the mind back to this moment. Here we are called to be on the spot. And once you notice the mind begin a ramble, delusion, fantasy, or daydream, use the mother's sword to free yourself from all confused thought. Realign with the moment. Reconnect the freshness of heaven back into the purity of the heart. There is nowhere else to go, and so through this practice, the confused world will dissolve and fall apart. Beneath the confusion, the freshness of sunlight reappears. Even though the light may be covered by clouds, if we let go of things beyond our control, we realize the rising sun is within us right here. She said, Aphrodite tapped the center of my head when the morning star in my head began to shine. Now every sprout of the grapevine grew twice as fast while we remained covered in lush green vines. 
Each thread of ivy was woven together like a blanket around us, as if we were housed in a loving web. And with the next breath in, I took a moment to appreciate this connection between my heart to heaven before my voice said, Then the setting sun world is where I came from. It is like the clouds that cover the great morning star. And just as the confused world drains my energy, how is it that one living in the confused world reunites with the vigor stemming from the sun's eternal source and reservoir? Think of our morning star source as endless potential. It is the available energy that can be cultivated and crafted into something fresh. We are like great artisans of this moment, weaving the source into a fine tapestry while every single thought is one fiber of a sacred mesh. The morning star is pure, unlimited and perfect just as it is. While the setting sun world covers these threads of energy, which restricts the possibility of how well we can live. If we misuse the energy of the moment, then our mind flies miles away as neurosis and pain arise. But as soon as we center our mind and body, the energy of this moment can be transformed and alchemized. Let me give you an example of how we can cure the worries that drift through the head. One way to restore the heart-mind connection happens every single night when we drift asleep in bed. The stimulation from our senses relax as our body grows tired. And so all of our senses quiet down before we can wake up for a new day where we are fresh and inspired. This is the idea of the morning star, which is the dawn of the great eastern sun. Everything is refreshed and wonderful. This is a sense of appreciation that cannot be outdone. Then we see how wonderful the world is, how exotic and fabulous this moment can be. And even when storms pass through our life, they float by before the sun pokes through, reminding us the light was always right there, even though the rays couldn't be seen. You might take the world for granted, but here we are called to look again. We find that tremendous beauty and subtlety exists in perception. This allows us to feel as if we've been born again. The morning star is an expression of joy of living and a joy of being alive. When the heart and head are connected, our entire existence begins to thrive. And as I spoke of fearlessness before, being fearless is more than just overcoming fear. I'm describing a positive state of being full of delight and cheerfulness. And this only occurs when you're present in the moment right here, she said. But is this state of delight permanent? Or does this joy of the morning star fade away? Surely all things will change. And just like how we are born, after enough time, even my body will not be able to rise for an infinite number of days. Fear may come back into the mind space, just like how ego, delusion, and doubt all creep in. Such difficulties as lust, aggression, and ignorance will tempt us. But use the sword the mother gave you to cut away these thoughts before they turn to sins. Take a hold of this blade with integrity, then slash the distractions away. Come back to the freshness of this moment. Reconnect the head and the heart to keep the confused world at bay. Notice how the joy of fearlessness brings sadness, since joy doesn't stay by itself. Fearlessness is like mixing of sweet and sour together, since all you can control is the heart and head inside your own self. Such loneliness is almost romantic, as if you were in love. This sadness is soft and heartfelt, which promotes you to work with the confused world rather than treat it as something you prefer to get rid of. You are encouraged to share your experience with others, as this is an attitude that wishes to work with others and include everyone. 
and so we must live gentle and fearless, even while the confused world appears aggressive and fearful, since others are trapped by the world of the setting sun. Often when genuine sadness attempts to enter our minds, we try to block it with distractions, but this perpetuates the confused world of the setting sun and leads us back toward aggression. Those who rise beyond the confused world are rulers of the morning star. These leaders see the entire universe with a panoramic vision since your head and heart are both connected to the source of creation's sacred reservoir. When you join heaven and earth, you experience a total sense of unity. You cannot be disturbed by cowardice of any kind at all because you are right here at peace in our community. As if the heart was riding your mind, the rider and what is being ridden are exactly the same. You are all one piece, and this complete synchronization connects Christ in our heart with the mind, and this is the way in which the glory of heaven can be reclaimed. She said, Aphrodite pulled out a thigh bone, and then she took hold of a drum, a skull cup, and a curved knife, as these were all set between us perfectly in place. She raised the thigh bone to my lips, then she pursed her mouth and motioned for me to breathe. And as I felt the bone touch my mouth, I noticed this was a real bone against my teeth. This strange ceremony connected me into her heart, where the mind was united with a feeling of unconditional love. And right when I felt this connection, a white crane flew into the vines from somewhere up above. Our hearts glowed, Aphrodite looked into my eyes, and this white bird looked familiar, so pure and wise. Do you remember when I shot that arrow in your chest? how it stopped you right in your tracks. This cutting away process is a death, and this helps you release whatever is holding you back. The arrow I shot at you was a way to cut through your lower thoughts. The weapon creates the separation required to bring you back here in the present on the spot. Every thought we have is a single strand of energy from the source. It's up to us how we'll utilize this creative power. Remember we are not the mind, but rather a soul called to manage such a powerful force. Whatever we allow our senses to consume, will either direct the thoughts to guide us or lead us astray. We can get swept away with the intellect and desire, or we can cut through the thought and let it slip away, said Aphrodite. My eyes wandered to her glowing body, and she was the most beautiful woman I had ever seen. On top of that, she was the most loving person I'd ever come across. And now I wondered what it'd be like to hold her in my arms, and so a fantasy led me into a daydream, just as my mind began to wander. I watched her pull the arrow back in her bow. She pointed it between my eyes, when I realized this fantasy was nothing I'd ever know. But I don't understand. My mind spins so fast like a wheel. When I see you naked, I cannot help what I'm thinking, and I bet there isn't a single man to whom you would not appeal. And yet you allow the mind to slip into your lower nature. Why is there no effort to keep your heart in control? Your mind wanders before you can even catch it. Hence why I'll shoot you with my arrow to reawaken the spirit and jumpstart your pure soul. This control of your primal nature requires the divine masculine, which is reconciled male or father energy of the universe. This is a combination of the fiery spiritual will with the airy wisdom that cuts through illusion, delusion, and anything worse. To make your masculine divine in nature, we must rectify the shadow and its hidden depths. Here we transmute hidden oppression, jealousy, arrogance, control issues, and bloodthirsty destruction into awakened energy, 
by simply taking one giant deep breath. To stop the thought means you catch the habit. This is the same as taking hold of the sword. The enemy is now in your sight, and behind these habitual patterns is pure energy, which is the reward. Understand that fear and weakness drive these lower behaviors, and integration of our shadow means we take charge back in our life. If you notice the mind in these habitual patterns, I want you to raise the blade high and slash them with your divine knife. This is transmutation through integrity and discipline, where we rule with benevolence to empower all others. We are conquering ourselves by taking responsibility for our feelings, which is the great hope of the Divine Mother. Take initiative to create the change required. Be stoic, brave, and walk your talk. Take care of children, work in service to all humanity, since it is you who have been called to pull the sword from the rock, said Aphrodite. The goddess parted the hanging vines open as she led me towards a stream. There in the distance, I saw another foreign aspect that was interwoven through this astral dream. I want you to show me that you're powerful. I want you to prove that you're the one. Are you the link between the divine masculine and feminine? Are you my spiritual warrior who carries the morning sun? Let your heart be your master. Train the body not to be swayed by the mind. Realize that true wisdom comes from observing all thoughts and keeping the heart and head in line. Show me your courage, then the journey will set you free. Know that the power is within the sword, and combine this with all the potential that one good human can be," she said. My goddess, my dear, there is nothing more I want than to please you with everlasting love, but I must admit that my mind is not very clear. This path has been treacherous. How can I control my mind? Why not long ago I was a wandering fool? So how do you suppose I can get my head and heart aligned? With practice, start by observing the breath. Come back to the present each moment, and every time you notice you're lost in your mind, breathe in and allow the present moment to reset. And in the end, your death will be the great teacher. It is the final way to get the head and heart aligned, as the source of our creation never dies. Every creature's death is the perfect way to quiet and release the mind. Every day is a new life to a wise man or woman, and every breath we are reborn. Seize the power of this present moment, for once you cross this next river, you have gone beyond to the point of no return," said Aphrodite. A river? How do I cross it? Is there a hidden route I'm meant to find? The real question is not about crossing the river of life after death, but rather how can you tame your mind? said Aphrodite. All at once, six beautiful women appeared around us with weapons raised high. All of them were naked with stunning bodies, while they each held a certain glimmer in their eye. The first one with tan skin was exactly my type, and so my mind began to wander when I felt the weight of the sword on my right. And just before a fantasy arose, she lunged in an all-out attack. I thrust my sword against her two knives, and I stopped the lustful thought right in its track. The thought was gone, but another woman came my way. She appeared as my long-lost lover, who I wished never got away. Controlling and domineering thoughts ran through my mind. My lower nature rose up, but I raised the sword in front of my chest like a shield when my heart and head came in line. Taming the lower nature, I felt integrity rise within. I understood how my mental state followed patterns of conditioning 
based on all the experiences and places I'd been. The third woman had a bow and arrow just like Aphrodite, and she was the furthest from tame. She was a wild woman who transformed into a great lioness with a free-flowing mane. There was no way I could defeat her, and she was ready to devour me whole. And as she ran to attack me, I simply bowed to the beast and opened up my soul. There I felt my tender heart, the way love had the answer all along. This thought didn't need a battle, but rather we needed to be reminded that all of us belong. The lioness rubbed her whiskers against my face, a sweet feeling mixed with sour, and now I was beginning to understand that behind my mind was the reservoir of Shakti's infinite power. The fourth woman stood for jealousy, yet another mysterious shadow within my head, and so I slashed these envious thoughts and silenced them before they grew and spread. What appeared dark and ruthless turned pure as white light. The morning star glowed from her forehead as her entire form was alchemized into something magnificent and bright. The fifth woman symbolized my aggression. She was my fear of not being enough. And so I could see how I masked my emotions by trying to act strong and tough. But Aphrodite's strength reminded me to be present right here. And so I examined this twisted thought as it spread in my head. I unraveled this labyrinth of aggression by allowing my sword to cut it dead. And once I freed it, she began to flow with the clouds, smiling down upon me. There was no longer any aggression to pull me down. The sixth woman was chaos, as her form multiplied by that of twenty-eight. There was no way I could defeat all of her at once, and instead of fighting back, I simply took a seat and began to meditate. Here I examined the nature of my mind and how it always seems to flow. Yet within me is the power to be swayed by this terrific force, and instead of getting carried away, I use this chaos to purify and grow. After some time of stillness, I felt immense light funneling up through my heart and shining between my eyes. When I looked in front of me again, I saw Aphrodite smiling with a great tapestry being sewn across her thighs. Just like I, she transmuted each of her thoughts and so this great tapestry was realigned into pure and perfect patterns from a heap of lost knots. One moment after the other, she took the mind and relaxed it back with the present, realigning the fabric in alignment. She put every thread just where it was meant. Each thought is but a thread, and you've woven my tapestry tight. And the reason we keep this beautiful vision is because your heart was able to keep the mind's pure sight. The mind is a great tool, but it is not the source of all power. It merely directs the source of the grapevine, but the real treasure is the journey of how each of us flower, said Aphrodite. She weaved this energy, and each thread was connected to one of her thoughts. Like a great story coming to life through this tapestry, each thread was interlaced underneath and across. Then she handed it to me, and suddenly the tapestry became a mess. All the threads were knotted in heaps, and it was too chaotic and confusing to process. What happened here? This tapestry was perfect just a minute ago. You should continue on, since weaving is not a skill that I know. And that is what I'm here to teach you, how to sort through the karmic labyrinth of your mind. You've already had your weapon for cutting through obstacles and hindrances, but this tapestry is a representation of how to get our energy in line. Through meditation and yogic practice, we can come back and focus on the moment of each breath. 
Here we discover the power of the present, as each thought is an opportunity disguised as a test. The source never settles, and yet it can sway the way we think. It happens so fast that we almost miss it, but we can regain power when the heart and head are in sync. If thoughts become unusual, disturbing, or strange, you may cut them away, or you can use the practice of contemplation if you are so inclined. Here we propose a question, and maybe this consideration is an opposition of the thought that came about. This too creates a moment of separation, which gives us a chance to determine the best mental route. For instance, let's say a negative thought enters the head. One day, when you're at a low moment, you hear the mind whisper, I think I'm better off dead. Such a strange thought to pop up out of nowhere. And where did this thought come from? Surely none of us want to die. And yet thoughts like these make the present moment feel numb. Now you have the opportunity to ask a question. And so you may say, what if I'm better off alive? And what if I'm supposed to live through this day? Said Aphrodite. Just as she spoke this, I saw a certain knot on the tapestry begin to unravel. And as this line of energy was cleared, now a fresh design began to dazzle. You see, you are not the mind, but the mind has thoughts. And oftentimes this mental space is just a reflection of where our energy is caught. If suicidal thoughts emerge, it may mean your energy is totally drained. We should evaluate what substances we are putting into our bodies and focus on practices that make us awake and sane. So often our ego wants control. This is the very center of our intellectual mind. But if there is no heart connection, then we are living as if we are walking blind. We may continue to abuse our world. We may seek selfish pleasure and gain, not knowing how much damage we cause ourselves. And so the lessons repeat and perpetuate through neurosis and pain. But this tapestry is how we solve our stories. It's how we clear the narratives and delusions in our mind. Once we come back to the present moment by reuniting the heart and head, we take a deep breath and realize that this moment is perfectly fine. She said, looking down at the tapestry where the knot was once caught. I felt an energetic release where it loosened through my shoulder where a nerve felt like it was pinched on one spot. Again, I waited and observed my mind, sitting in the optimal meditation pose. And as I took a deep breath in, I waited when a fantastic and strange thought arose. What if it's all bullshit? What if she's lying right to my face? What if all of this is made up and this woman is a whore who's a pretender and a disgrace? And so I looked to my sword. For a moment, I was ready to sever the thought in half. But then I saw where I was caught in this grand tapestry when I let out a laugh. And what if she's right? What if she's a goddess telling the truth? What if all of these practices are based on ancient traditions that were shared in an effort to save every man, woman, and youth? At once the knot unraveled, and so the energy began to align. I felt ease open through my back when my heart came back in control of the wild and rowdy mind. Aphrodite was smiling. Now a tear crept down her cheek. I was so grateful to have her as my guardian, and so I was so thankful for all these ideas she had to teach, one after the other. I began to use inquisitive questions to interpret the rambles flowing in the mind space, and one by one, I weaved the knotted threads back into the correct place. What once appeared as a terrible mess had the potential to be a fine work of art, and the secret I seemed to forget 
was that the best way to route all these discursive thought was back through the heart. Both cutting practice and contemplation were two useful methods, ways to overcome the chaos and confusion. These were the ways back to reality by disconnecting from the falsehood of illusion. I'm so proud of you, and now it's time to build a great and mighty tower. This will be my final requirement to see if you are truly ready to handle the Morning Star's divine power," said Aphrodite.